and welcome to the wonderful world of the Muddy Mural Teachers. My name is Sarah Seaman. I've been a teacher for a very long time. I'm also a speaker, an author, a consultant and a trainer and I own and run the Muddy Puddle Teacher and the creator of the Muddy Mural Teacher Approach. Wow, look at that for a self-intro. This is a nice safe space where you are going to meet a collection and variety of the most amazing people that are going to help your practice. So sit down, get a cuppa and have a good old listen. Welcome to the Muddy Puddle Teacher Podcast. Today I've got the lovely Elizabeth. Hello Elizabeth. Hello, it's so good to be here with you Sarah. Can you please tell everybody everything about you, Elizabeth? Go for it. <laughs> All right. Well, I am a uh, cl- general education classroom teacher in the U.S. I teach in Massachusetts and live in New Hampshire. And uh, this is, I'm actually just finishing in a couple of days, my 23rd year of teaching. Wow. Uh, yes. Yay. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, and um, I spent uh, a few years there uh, teaching middle school music as well. So I have a uh, extensive background in music ed and um, the arts, and I've just been utilizing arts integration ever since I had been student teaching. Because for me, it was all about um, giving students some really great opportunities in the arts because it it played, you know, music played such a big role in, in my education and and, and myself growing up and becoming the person that I am. And so I just really wanted to, to open up the doors for them too, in terms of things that I could integrate into my curriculum, no matter what I was teaching. And so I had an amazing um, cooperating teacher when I was student teaching who just kind of let me fly <laughs> and let me try things with my uh, with the students that I was working with and they're the I best just, ones they're the best ones you know oh truly can just push you when they see a talent there is amazing yeah yeah so I I did and I uh, I integrated a lot of music with the writing curriculum that we were doing and then um that became um eventually became my first book uh, called Inspired by Listening, and 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 it just kind of grew from there. I just you know kept learning about uh, different art forms and how it could be integrated with all different curriculum, and uh, it, it turned into uh, the Inspired Classroom, which is my website. And uh, you know I just started to give workshops and courses and retreats for other teachers, and I've been doing that now for sixteen years, and. Um, yeah, it's just, it's amazing to see um, the teachers and how they really gravitate towards it because it's so hands-on Yeah, and um, it does such great things, not just for the students, but for the teachers too, which I think is so very important. Absolutely. And when you say retreats, do you mean they go for weekends away? Yeah. So uh, I had, I had been hosting retreats. Of course, they went virtual a couple of years ago. <laughs> But um, yeah, the, the absolute ultimate was um, after 10 years of doing retreats, we did um, a three-day retreat right here in Hampton, New Hampshire um, on the ocean. Um, and we, we brought it outside. I'll probably tell you a little bit about that. <laughs> uh, we brought it outside and um, it, it was just so amazing. And then we also had a winter retreat 
which was an overnight retreat where we, you know, we did things um, inside, outside, uh, creating uh, collaborative work and working um, individually, and just working with all of these um, ideas of the social emotional aspect of what art can do for ourselves and for our students. Absolutely. It sounds fascinating. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you've now got a website. What's on the website then? Courses, did you say? Yeah. So um, online I, courses. So they could just do it online. Exactly. Yeah. I have I have two online courses. Um, I have a few other things too in there, but two main uh, online courses for SEAL, social emotional artistic learning. Yeah. And uh, what those are are um, bringing teachers in an online uh, course, self-paced, uh, where they can use, um, discover all the different ways that we can use the various art forms, um, visual art, music, dance, drama, with the five competencies of, you know, social awareness, self-awareness, social uh, uh, self-management, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making, how it all pieces together and gives some great ideas and all the different art forms of how to really utilize that with your students. What I am really interested in is, is teaching in America. So you've been teaching for 23 years now and how's that gone? Has it always been a breeze? Oh, goodness, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, yeah, we've, we've had our, you know, as, as with so many people across yeah. the country, around the world, we've had a couple of really tough years and I, truly believe um that it's it's going to get a little tougher yeah. i do but the thing is is that we noticed in the last you know seven to ten years that our kids have been coming to us with more and more social and emotional needs yeah and um yeah it, it just creates a real challenge and then of course in the past couple of years teachers have been feeling it immensely yeah. And it's leading to a lot of burnout. Yeah, which I'm sure. I think we're, yeah. we're, we're dealing with the same thing here in the UK. Why do you think um, we call it SEMH, the social, emotional and mental health? Why do you think that is um, becoming so apparent? Why there's so yeah. much with it? Why? Oh, why? Oh, goodness. <laughs> I do believe that a lot of it has to do with social media. Yeah. And our students. Um, having to deal with that and and parents not really knowing how to navigate it necessarily because you know about a decade ago it was kind of brand new to all of us yeah and um I think that it, it's really really difficult for a lot of kids to uh navigate um you know then there's a lot of kids are coming from uh, issues with families um they're dealing with trauma um, and it's really infiltrating the schools, um, and teachers are not taught how to really, um, deal with that. Yeah. And if we think about it, you know, uh, you know, our job first and foremost is the academics and, you know, teaching, <laughs> but the thing is, is that we really need to address those, um, foundational skills with our students, um, and, and make sure that they are coming and are able to be re are ready to learn. Yeah. And um, I think one of the real key things is that um, play has been taken out of school. Yeah. At a very early age. And so do you not have play-based curriculums in kindergarten then? Sadly, 
no. <laughs> wow. I mean, there are, but it's really been stripped from um, a lot desks. of, I'm sorry? They're at desks from kindergarten. They are. I mean, there are tables there. They're on the floor, but um, the amount of time they have to um, legitimately free play or constructive play, um, dramatic play, just all of that has been um, dwindled down to a very minimum amount. Um, okay. And the teachers know that's wrong. Yeah. But the pressures are coming from above. above. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they, they do. Yeah, we we've um, we've got a big um, sort of um, push on play. Um, Scotland are doing a lot better than England at the minute. Wales are as well, but uh, really at reception level, they're all play based settings. Um, you know, right from babies up to reception, which is their uh, four in reception, mm -hmm. and I'm the one pushing for more play through yes. the outdoors right up till they're eleven. So some of my schools for the 11 year olds have mud kitchens and den kits ready for the children to go out there and have free play really to try and help. Like you said, it's technology. It's come on us so fast, you know, yes. when you reflect on it, you know, where, when we played, we just went outside, came home when it was dark, came home when we were hungry, we <laughs> played out all night, played out with our friends, but so much was going on while we were doing that. Um, yes. Yeah, I suppose for, for me, it, it was about finding how we can make the curriculum more playful um, without taking any way of the success or the academic abilities that we're still doing that, but not just ticking a box, we were giving it and enriching it. Um, and for me, the platform that. that is going outside. How are your thoughts and views on going outside with children, Elizabeth? Oh, I think it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. I think it does so much for their for their bodies and their minds and, you know, being able to interact with the world around them and really just discover things um, about themselves and, and when they're playing with others. And even if they're just in parallel play as they're so young, yeah. um, it's just such an important thing to just give them that freedom and, and help them understand their boundaries and just interact with the real world. <laughs> Yeah, and if we're, we're saying that there's more children with uh, social emotional problems, then for me, it's a no brainer. You go outside and, you know, the kids, this is the thing is we're taking the childhood away from them slightly, aren't we? You know, technology has mm -hmm. done that definitely has taken a part of that out. But we are scared of sending our children outside on their own. It's kind of like I, I live in a cul-de-sac. And um, I still go out there with like my uh, coffee and stand there while my kids play on their bikes because it's like socially not acceptable for me to just leave them out there. I'm also worried about traffic and I'm, yeah. I, am, I don't know whether they're, I don't think my kids are equipped enough to go outside and play on their own because they don't do it enough. Um, yeah. And it, it's that sort of thing, isn't it? We know those issues are there. And if we don't remedy it with beautiful curriculums like you're suggesting through music and I suggest through outdoors, then we're not really moving forward with the children, are we? No, no. And I love how you say that because it's so true. Even, even we parents who are, who know, yeah. <laughs> who know that they should be able to just go outside and, and do their thing. You're right. It's not, it's not socially acceptable. And no. you know, the world has changed so much that we're nervous about that. <laughs> we are. Yeah. And like I said, they're not equipped. My kids, yes. are, my kids are right on. <laughs> 
they're not rough enough like I was to be able to go out there and you know if a rock fell on their foot like I remember one happening to me once a big rock fell on my foot um and I still carried on playing and they got home and one was like wow that's a bit swell and I was like yeah I think you ought to go and have that looked at and it's like if that happens to my children now I think they think they were dying I don't yes. carry on playing I don't know how they'd be able to manage that scenario because I know nothing happens like that in their life it's oh. just kind of a bit crazy I mean what I've had to do is my mum's bought an allotment with a big piece of land and my kids just roam about there now but that's as as good as I can get really to them yeah. being a bit free but yeah I think yeah. we have to accept that don't we I um, guess yes <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to say Elizabeth then we'll share with everybody where they can find all your lovely stuff Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny that you were just saying that because I was just thinking about how all, I used to have so many scratches on my legs and my knees. Yeah. But now parents are saying that they're worried about sending their children with scratches and bruises on their legs because the schools might suggest oh that's going on. It's like, no, it's just so crazy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, I, I do. You know, I, I do love to bring my students outside when I can. And um, I think that, you know, just having them explore the, the materials, like we have a beautiful property, my school, yeah. um, where they can, we can actually bring them out into the woods. And we did an amazing activity um, one, one time where it was uh, inspired by Andy Goldsworthy. Yeah, I love Andy. Yeah. 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 And just had them, you know, just create things from what they were finding and really got them, gave them that opportunity to really look and see what's around us and what can we use and all the little details. And I think that that, that um, opportunity, we just need to make it, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of uh, uh, having teachers just, you know, every once in a while, no matter what the pressure is, that's coming from above, mm. you have that you have that authority and that right to stop what you're doing and just do what's right for your kids. Absolutely. And if that means taking them outside for a little while and <laughs> exploring what's around them and, and, you know, talking about the science around them and the, and the beauty, I think that that's just such an important thing. Absolutely. And they're our future, aren't they? If we can't look after the environment around us, then there's no point in doing all of this maths and literacy, is there? <laughs> in there. Very true. Very true. So Elizabeth, share your, your social media channels, your website, where people can find you. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so on Facebook and Instagram, I am at The Inspired Classroom. And uh, my website is theinspiredclassroom.com. And I do have a free workshop also that talks about the, the three secrets of how to integrate the arts with social emotional learning that people can um, get some uh, professional development credits for. And that's on the website as well. Um, and yeah, and, and I look forward to hearing from some of your listeners. And thank you so, so much, Sarah, for having me on today. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. What a great podcast episode, right? So if you are now ready to come and join us, um, we have online training in a gold subscription that gives you access to all of our training and resources. You can start now, you can pay monthly or yearly. Uh, a silver subscription gives you resources only. So if you're not really interested in the training side of things, you just want the resources because they make your life easier, as well as a little bit of CPD on the way, then join up with a silver account and 
and again pay monthly or pay yearly we do also do whole school subscriptions um, and we do whole school training as well so head to the website www.themuddypuddleteacher.co.uk and we also now do a zoom staff training session so if you just wanted a little bit of a cpd top up in outdoor learning we can come and do that via a zoom so again head to the website and thank you for joining us today